You're listening to the Geekscape Network. Time to fire up the VCR. This one's my favorite. Welcome to Analog Jones in the Temple of Film. I'm Steve. And I'm Matt. We're a VHS podcast that looks at the box art trailers behind the scenes. And it's another dartboard month. Random selection. Matt, what did I select? We're watching Antitrust with Ryan Philippi from 2001. As graduating students of the Stanford University Computer Science Department, you have a magnificent foundation. So pretentious. The guy See, knows how the to get people's attention. The guy's a fascist monopoly. Exactly. The guy knows how to get people's attention. He just, he does, man. Hello? Milo? This is Gary Winston. I've heard great things about your work. Okay, I don't know who this is, but your timing really blows because I just saw him in a live chat. Well, I'd love to show you some of the things we're doing here. Who was it? You don't want to baby 20 programmers with the mastery it's going to take to change the world. You got to see this. Digital canvas. Doesn't Bill Gates have something like that? Bill who? What would you do with a billion dollars, Milo? What do you think? I think we should sleep on it. This is the technology that will fuel business for the next 30 years. Can you get this done in time to meet your date? With you, I can. Pretty famous around here. To geniuses. I'm Lisa, by the way. He's buying up pretty much everything. Cable companies, baby bills. Check this out. This is amazing. Who's doing all this? Somebody, yeah. Every time I get jammed up, Gary comes up with something. Are you okay? No. I keep my journal right next to my bed. A week ago, it disappeared. Doesn't it seem kind of strange? I think it's part of a camera. I need to tell you something. Daddy's been killed. Teddy was on something very specific. There's got to be a connection, Alice. I can feel it. Hi, Milo. He says that any kid working in his garage can put him out of business. It's almost like they know what every kid's doing. He's building this network of satellites. Seem kind of jumpy, Milo. Hurry up. You're not losing your hold on him, are you? Why don't you just do something about that girl, Lisa? We got our eyes on her. The guy's invested billions on getting there first. He'll do anything. It's a cutthroat business we're in, Milo. How do you let go of a secret without telling the wrong person? Who knows who they're paying? There's something I need to tell you. A good chess player always knows his opponent's moves before he makes them. I know how his mind works. It's gone way too far already. In the real world, when you kill people, they die. This isn't a game. I know what you're doing, Milo. I just want to know that it's not affecting your work. Yep, this is, uh, this is, I would say after this, this is like a Scream, like thriller. Like after Scream, we get these, put together all these young actors that are hot and fresh. Yeah, we get a lot of these uh, teen-led movies. Uh, They all had the posters with the floating heads. They all did it. (laughs) Everything seems bright, glossy, blue. Yeah, this is very late 90s, early 2000s. Like this is a vibe. And this is definitely one of those movies in that lump. <laughs> yep, and it is uh, the centerpiece is two white men. <laughs> yeah, very all white people pretty much, except for Richard Roundtree, who is a detective in this. Uh, everyone else in this movie is white. <laughs> yeah, and clearly this movie is playing up on the whole Steve Jobs thing. Actually, I think at this time it was Bill Gates. Was it Bill Gates? After. Well, I was wondering it was two things because on the cover that you can see on IMDb. 
That is clearly, to me, Steve Jobs. It does look like Steve Jobs, So I yeah. think they're combining it, but then they're like, what if Bill Gates and Steve Jobs were evil? Which we know that they are. <laughs> I don't know if Bill Gates is. Uh, yeah, Bill Gates is just kind of, I think he's a little shitty. Yeah, he might, yeah, yeah. Uh, but uh, I, I think Steve Jobs was like the real asshole. He was oh, yeah. The, he, he was he the was, bad dude. He did yeah, some shady shit. Well, he was just narcissistic, super leader, alpha, control yeah. freak. Yeah. Megalomaniac. I mean, he, yeah. Did, he did some amazing things. At the same time, I would never want to work for that asshole. No. In hell. No. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so we've got, we've got a, a early 2000s tech thriller is where we're at. Yes. For the kids. Tech yeah, thriller man. for the kids. And it's like five, four years too late. Yeah, it's a, it's late. This this movie should have came out uh, honestly like ninety eight maybe. Well, yeah, yeah, because like ninety seven. Of course, MGM would fuck it up. Yeah, at this time period where they're just like hemorrhaging money. This is also like the same time that they put out like Rollerball and yeah. just like that's what I'm saying, hemorrhaging money. Just dumb shit. Just like dumb dumb shit. <laughs> Past, past its prime too like like rollerball and antitrust just came a little too late yeah it's like well i mean rollerball had a lot more than just the time that was wrong with it well yeah but i'm uh, yeah. among other no no, no I, 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 <laughs> like mgm like even the carry twos that came out like 98 99 mm-hmm. a lot of their stuff was just tanking yeah they were bleeding money They're, right you know and it's just i mean have they ever actually recovered no, I mean they're they're on their last leg now, hoping that like the revival of Orion Pictures is going to save them. But they are probably on the outs. <laughs> well, Child's Play worked. Yeah, that made a good amount of money. It made decent money. Yeah. So, but you need more than one. They need more. Uh, yeah. Right, right now, what Orion, what MGM is trying to do through Orion is revive all their dead properties in reviving all these uh, franchises cheaply. Hopefully, find mm-hmm. uh, you know golden goose and maybe that's going to be child's play maybe that's going to be one of the, maybe it's going to be bill and ted maybe it's going to be one of these other things that they revive hey man it's good for screen factory and screen and Shop Factory. <laughs> they're like yeah yeah we'll buy them up yep give them to us <laughs> we'll make them pretty and pull put a lot of shit in it and all these geese will like it and yep. we do yep all those old mgm titles yeah and all the canon ones that they own mm. um <laughs> So, yeah, we get a tech thriller. Why don't you describe the box art on this? Oh, yeah, by the way, you'd never seen this, right? I, yeah, no, i never seen this. Either. I didn't even know this existed until we saw it in, what was it, like the resale tree? What is that called by us? Family tree? Family tree. Family tree. Yeah, so if you bought uh, four VHSs, you got them for a dollar. I paid a quarter for this. And, and it is it is it is definitely a movie you find at like a yeah. thrift store kind of thing. Yeah, that is, is absolutely this kind of movie. Um, so antitrust. Here's here's what it, here's what our cover is, and I'll read the back too if you don't know what it's about. So uh, Ryan Phillippe, Rachel Lee Cook, Claire Forlani, and Tim Robbins' names are above the title. Uh, we've get in in behind the title. Um, we have Tim Robbins on like a bunch of TV screens, kind of blurry, looking kind of like with his hands out in front of him, very like godlike almost. And underneath him is uh, Rachel Lee Cook, Ryan Phillippe, and Claire Forbani, looking distressed, serious, you know, right at the camera, the floating heads posters that we know and love and hate from the late 90s, early 2000s. Um, and then it says, uh, a clever paranoid thriller from the Wall Street Journal as the review on the front. Um, here's the back. Here's what this is about. We got another review here too. 
a cutting-edge nail-biting thrill ride. National News Syndicate. In a world where unseen enemies can watch your every move, who can you trust? Ryan Phillippe, Cruel Intentions, Rachel Lee Cook, She's All That, Claire Forlani, Micho Black, and Oscar nominee Tim Robbins star in this fast-paced, sizzling thriller that crackles with genuine intrigue. Entertainment Today. Considerable suspense and ingenious, stunning, stunningly cinematic payoff. The Los Angeles Times. You have to see to believe. Young, brilliant computer whiz Milo Hoffman, Philippi, lands an exciting and lucrative job at the world's largest computer company, uh, Nerve. Handpicked by powerful CEO Gary Winston Robbins to work on a project that will change the way the world communicates. Milo thinks he's found his dream job, but when his best friend Teddy is brutally murdered and clues lead to Nerve's involvement, Milo becomes obsessed with uncovering the truth. With his cunning and beautiful girlfriend, Forlani, and a sexy programmer, Cook, to help him, Milo races to beat Teddy's murders at their own cyber game. But as they close in on him, he realizes he may be too late to learn the most important code of all. Keep your friends close, keep your enemies closer. And know which are which before you're killed. <laughs> it's a long Did you enjoy the book you just read? That is a... The font is tiny. I, I know. So, here. <laughs> so last night when I uh, watched this, I, I looked at uh, I looked at the description on the back. And as soon as I saw it like that, I go, nah, I'm it, done. I don't care. So I'll watch the trailer. <laughs> it's so long. Oh, and this trailer is so just like 90s thriller. Like where everyone's like possibly a suspect. Mm-hmm. It's like, ah, whatever. This is like a perfect role for Tim Robbins, though. I, I think he nails it. Oh yeah, this is like a Tim Robbins special here. <laughs> like this is he was he was uh, this is his career. This is his uh, his bread and butter here. He does a lot of these political type guys. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, in power. Mm-hmm. Uh, sometimes he's good. Sometimes he's good, but he has problems. And then sometimes he's just bad. I don't. I just, Tim Robbins is just good. Yeah, he's a good actor. He, yeah. he, the, the reason he's as famous as he is is for a reason. Yeah, and then you get Ryan Philippine just looking at him like a dumb shit sometimes. Like, there was parts of me where I'm like, Ryan Philippine, I think, can act. Is it Philippine? Is it Philippine? Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, penal here. Uh, Philippine. Uh, there's sometimes where I'm like, I think he can act. And then there's other times where he just has that dumb look on his face when I want to slap him. Yeah, I think he can act now. Like, I've seen him in more recent stuff, and I'm like, yeah, Ryan Phillippe can act. But when I see him in stuff like this, like kind of the post I know what you did last summer's, I'm like, he just had, he doesn't, he hasn't quite snapped into it yet, you know? Like, he's not quite a good actor yet. No. And he's got that, like, mouth, just slightly open look, where yeah. I'm like, the Late 90s hot guy look. Yeah. That's all he's kind of going for me. here. And uh, Rachel Lee Cook's barely in this film. Yeah, for this being second build, she's really just kind of pops up. But she was the it girl at this time, so yeah. it makes sense that she's. It's like she doesn't have to be. All I only know her for one movie, though. Yeah, but she was like hot. She was everywhere. She and was I on all the magazine covers. She was yeah. on the, She was everywhere for a minute. Well, she was four foot two. So. <laughs> she is tiny. Like, I believe it. Yeah, she looks like she would be. I just remember from the drugs commercial. This is your brain, and this is heroin. This is what happens to your brain after snorting heroin. And this is what your body goes through. Wait, it's not over yet. This is what your family goes through. And your friends and your mind. And your job. And your self-respect. And your future. And your life. 
Any questions? And um, what is it? She's all that. Yeah, yeah, the one they list on the back here. Yeah, that, that's it. I've seen. I definitely see Claire Forlani in more things. Probably around this time. Now, um, Claire Forlani is like she's kind of like the poor, poor Angelina Jolie look. Like her eyes, like her like cat Egyptian eyes. Yeah, they definitely do that kind of look on her. Yeah, I'm not, that's what they're going for. Here. I'm not saying she's a bad actress. I actually think she does quite well in her role because she always seems to be nervous. Mm-hmm. And I at the at the beginning I was just like, why is she so? Well, she always seems like quiet, mouse, nervous kind of, but but she's like also hiding it. And then later in the film, I go, oh, okay, yeah, okay. I don't know. I think she did fine. Uh, I can't judge Cook because she's in like. You know, three scenes in the whole. Yeah, movie. I don't understand. <laughs> she's just supposed to be the hot girl that works there that like gives him attention. That's basically yeah. her her purpose in the movie, which isn't very much of a purpose. Yeah, and Tim, Tim Robbins just absolutely carries this film. Yeah, it's yeah, it's he's the adult on set here <laughs> with the kids. He got the biggest paycheck, probably. He's the and yeah. so yeah. Uh, but yeah, we, we we pop this tape in here, and uh, we only get one thing. We get the uh, MGM means great movies yeah. uh, montage that we have seen and talked about a hundred times. I'm pretty sure <laughs> I've got was, this thing memorized yeah. right now. <laughs> pretty sure it was in Carrie too. Mm-hmm. and maybe something else that we watched. Uh, yeah, we've probably seen this three or four times now. Yeah, it's got like the sounds of the lambs thing, the moonstruck yeah. scene. Like it's got it's it. You've seen the if you have seen one MGM tape, you have seen this means great movie montage. Yeah, and I I think like when I'm searching for trailers on some of my v- weird VHS tapes, every time I see M- I see MGM on it, I'm like, ah, oh, fuck. Because I know what I'm going to get. Yeah. I'm going to get that damn thing. Like, and probably no other trailers. Because they, no. they don't tend to put a lot of trailers on their tapes. I get, I don't know why. Advertise your movies other than the, the late greats. Yeah. But, but maybe they just like, oh, these are shit. Yeah. I mean, I, they probably... I don't think Antitrust was a big hit for them. So they probably were just like... Plus the movie's long as shit. So they I probably know. had to... They probably had to like no room on the tape. And they were like, just put the montage on it. So, so this movie took me about three... Three and a half hours to get through. Really? I'm pretty sure I started at like seven o'clock and ended at ten thirty. This was this was a one go for me. I Good. made it through this one all in one sitting. But it's kind of funny. Uh, I guess as we we'll go right into the feature presentation here. And now our feature presentation. As we get into the movie, uh, the tape that you have purchased for twenty five cents. The first twenty to twenty five minutes are just wrecked like the tape is just wrecked and that this was all i had this is what i had access to so i was like we're watching it like this so my my knowledge of the first 20 or so minutes is fuzzy because the movie was fuzzy <laughs> yeah it sucked i actually quit and then uh, watched it on a like really sketchy website <laughs> an antitrust kind of website yeah. <laughs> so i mean it was fine it was broken up into three parts on that and that's why it took me so long i go all right all right, all right. that one's done uh, i don't have to come back for a while yeah, you can take a break yeah um i just powered through it but uh, i i was able to piece together i knew what was going on i could figure it out i've seen a 90s movie or two yeah. so i was able to figure everything out well it's a 30 million dollar budget and it uh worldwide it made 18.1 yes so lost i don't money. yeah i don't know how much marketing this did but this could have lost anywhere about probably about 20 million dollars i i 
I will say, I do remember the trailer and the TV spots from the 2000s. I saw this when it was coming out. I don't. But I never saw the movie. But I remember the advertisements. Because I was like, oh yeah, another young people, young hot people movie. Because that's what they advertised it as. (laughs) I do remember the Hyde Park Entertainment that came on. It was the production studio that did this. So I think MGM's worked with them quite a bit. Uh, I've seen their logo. I think they're done now. They're gone. I, I actually was going to say, I think they're still around. Oh, are they? But very, they don't do as much. They just kind of, they're around. But yeah, they're not, uh, they, they're, they're I think, a little more selective now. Mm-hmm. I think I don't think they do as many of just like these kind of quick and dirty uh, kids movies. <laughs> no, they do the, well, at least they used to do a lot of thrillers. Yeah. I, thriller types. Yes. Yes. And so they probably found their niche and then this one failed big time and they probably swallowed a pretty nasty pill. <laughs> like Yeah, I'm sure they put up money, mo- I'm yeah. sure they put up more of the money and MGM just kind of released it. Yeah. So, so sure MGM might not have lost a ton of money on this, but that I you know, these production studios it's what a lot of people don't realize. Sometimes these production studios will be like if it's thirty million dollars, they're like, We'll put up twenty if you give us yeah. 10 yeah but the distributors are like yeah but we get the first you know dollar bills on top right and then you don't get anything until we get to pass a certain point right and that's rough and you know sometimes like the studios like an mgm will finance the movies and sometimes they'll yeah. buy them from you or yeah. or put like you're saying put in so like there's all these ways that it breaks down or whatever but like the way that this one sounds to me is what you were just talking yeah like i really think this was like high park probably put up 20 and mgm probably came in with the last 10 and we're like yeah we'll put it out and then they made whatever they they made that 18 million and we're like sorry high park you just lost 20 million <laughs> i think that's kind of what mgm did for a while when they were you know they're like okay we'll give you some money but you know we take the money on top because it's so expensive to distribute all this stuff and uh that's probably why there's no trailers on this because it's not an mgm like, they're taking it into their library. Right, but they didn't put up the money to yeah. make it. All wonder, of it, anyway. I wonder if that happened. You know, like, with the carry twos and stuff like that. We should... I should pay attention to that stuff. Like, who's doing these? Like, you know, and see, like, how much... How many movies did they do after something bombs? Right. Yeah, it'd be an interesting track to go down. Especially, probably, with MGM, too. Because they had yeah. such a tumultuous history, like, in the 90s, 2000s, and today. Like, yeah. up and down. So, uh, yeah, we get into this. and It's the basic, like, Silicon Valley. These kids are really smart developer programmers. Uh, one is just like, I'll never work for the man, man. And, uh, you know, Ryan Philippines' character is like, eh, I'll check it out. Yeah, and gets roped in by this, like, uh, big charismatic uh, figure, Tim Robbins, um, yeah. who's doing a Bill Gates thing. Yeah, and his Tim Robbins character, Gary Winston. Yeah, so he gets... He gets taken under nerve. Yeah, and it's kind of Google-ish too. The way they put the like the all the giant like um, I don't know. There's like a keyboard in the front of their place, and like all of them meet in a big group. It really kind of felt Google. Yeah, they also. call like their they call like the space where all like the people in Ryan Phillippe's department the egg. Yeah, and they all like they all nest in the egg, and they yeah. all work on this program, which is going to be like this uh, program where it connects all devices. So it actually, in, in a way, this is a little ahead of its time. It is where it's thinking about like the tech conglomerate coming in to connect all devices. And there's a, there's a spot later on in the movie where I like kind of perked up, and it's where they're like 
they're going to expose them because mm-hmm. they're just going to use it for surveillance, obviously. Um, and they're going to expose them for it. Um, and they're researching and they find that uh, the company Nerve is invested in like CBS and NBC and like, or, mm-hmm. and, you know, uh, Disney has a stake in it or whatever. Everybody's involved. So it's like they can't go to any of these networks to expose them because they've got money and all of them. And I was like, ooh, this is interesting. But that's like the interesting part of the movie. And uh, the rest of it is not very interesting. <laughs> no, this movie is boring. This, yeah, this hour and 52 minute movie is mostly a snooze. There were a few times when like you see a, you know, like a character actor somewhere. Or you did. Like when I heard Disney, I was like, oh, Disney probably didn't like that. Yeah, I was like, oh, they're talking shit about all of the conglomerates. <laughs> I'm in on this. And then that's the end of the scene. And then I checked out again. Yeah. Um, it's like, just a teeny tiny, yeah. you know, like little thing. I don't know what that was. I, I'm surprised they didn't mention Apple. Yeah, I think this was this a little bit before kind of Apple really no, started no. making waves, though. No, no, this is two thousand one. This is right when Apple was making the waves. Yeah, maybe I don't know. It, like, like you said, like it, it was kind of a Steve Jobsy thing, but I really got like the Bill Gates vibe. So maybe they were just really I, just going after Gates. I, I think it was Google, Gates, Steve Jobs, and then whatever else because. It, this was like also like the adults don't trust the kids movie. Mm-hmm. You know, like what are you doing in your basement? Mm-hmm. And then like the government was coming down on like development. I did not get like I just didn't understand who they were pointing the finger at as bad because even when you like you said when they they mentioned ABC, CBS, and everything, I was like, okay, are we going after the big? like media conglomerates but they never do they never really go further than that with that yeah um i think i think this movie's whole thing in sort of the it's it's tech message or whatever is open source that's this whole oh, movie God, thing. Yeah. they want open source everything and that's like what this movie's standing for it's like i think that's the whole because that's that's the end of the movie they go like oh you put it all out there uh do you think open source is the future and like ryan philippe like smiles and looks at the camera like that's basically like the end of the movie so like this is like a pro open source movie it's weird it's like there's a lot of different directions in this movie and it never really feels like it focuses properly on one to get a message across yeah it just feels like let kids be kids open source everything and by the way don't murder yeah because uh the guy who is like i'll never sell out i just want to work in the garage and program or whatever he gets murdered by somebody working for the uh the nerve company and they make it look like it's like this hate group in in the in the area they're in or whatever Mm -hmm. um but they like straight up murder him or uh to get his thing that he cracked to get the program that he cracked yeah, and it's Brian Philippines' character, like, uh, I did it again, Philippi. Uh, Milo Hoffman goes and works there. He's putting together Synapse, this program that will connect everything. And then we just sort of, like, unravel the story. It turns out his girlfriend was actually working for Synapse. And and then, like, so he's going to team up with Rachel Lee Cook, and they're going to take yeah. him down. Twist again, Rachel Lee Cook's in on it, and Claire Forrani only kind of wanted to be in on it, but, like, feels bad about it. Yeah, I mean, you did. I did understand her portion of it, her character, Alice, the original girlfriend. Well, the girlfriend the whole time until the end, where, like, she did something fucked up in the past, and they basically leveraged that against her, like, spy on him, or we'll send you back. Right. Which, I assume, prison? I, I saw a mugshot. Yeah. And she, yeah, yeah, there's a mugshot that she's not going by her real name. 
in, in, but then in the end, like when she's exposed, she of course tells him like it wasn't all fake. Like they, she yeah. really did like him or whatever. Yeah, there's a lot of predictable stuff in here. Uh, I call it pretty quick when the security guard that all the tech people hate, and I'm like, he'll help me at the end. Yeah, <laughs> and I, I called the, I called both of the girls being in on it like right away. Uh, I, I was like, yeah, they're in on it. See, I, I knew Rachel Lee Cook would be. Um, it just seemed like oh, she's barely in the movie. She has to do something, so they have to spice up her character. And then I don't even know when they really revealed it, other than when um, uh, Tyler Labine's character Redmond like comes in at the end. And she's like, "I took care of it." Yeah, and that's kind of it. Like I did like a double take when they like revealed her, though. They like really did it very like nonchalantly and like yeah. almost like an afterthought because then she's just not in the rest of the movie there's no. not much left after that point but like she's just gone she's not even a part of the story anymore i'm wondering if they cut some of her scenes maybe because she is second bill yeah and and maybe it's just because she was so popular at the time or yeah they cut like, i mean hopefully the movie they could have cut more because the movie is an hour and 52 minutes long <laughs> Yeah, his whole shit where, you know, he goes in and he investigates in the nursery to find all, like, I was like, that's not quite how this works. Like, he finds, what fucking company would put all, one, why would they keep all the evidence? Yeah. And two, why would they put it all in one folder? Right. That basically is labeled murderous stuff we did yeah (laughs) i'm like uh yeah that's not how that works no one's that bad maybe if you would have found like one story and then the investigation would have exploded from it you know like okay nope he just opens a folder and then and then he finds all the information that like could condemn them but he can't open the video of them killing his friend but then he like puts in a couple of he keys in something and then it just opens like it's like He's a hacker man, hacked yeah. it, and then it, and then it opens like a second later. But that's like the one video he has trouble with is the one yeah. of, of his friend getting killed. His uh, friends, I mean, when they they beat this, sh- they kill his friend. I I was surprised, like they were showing the bat smash his head. Yeah, they were beating the shit out of that guy. <laughs> I was like, oh uh, wow, okay. And when you find out it's Tyler Labine, Redman, uh, is it Le- is it Labine? I think it's Labine. Labine. Yeah. Okay. You've seen him before if you looked him up. Uh, he's been in quite a bit. Yeah, Tucker but, and Dale. But Tucker and Dale's my... Reaper, you know, that awesome oh, show. Oh, that's right, that was, yeah. Well, yeah. the first two seasons were awesome. Yeah. The last season was a shit. But yeah, he's been around, and he's still around. He's a very funny guy. Lovable. I didn't know he was acting in 2000. No. And I love... I forgot he was in the movie. Like, but yeah, he did. he's in the beginning where he, he like... He's the guy that introduces Ryan Phillippe to everybody who works there, and then he's not in the rest of the movie, and then he comes in at the end and is like, I'm in on it, and it's like, yeah, duh. <laughs> I for, No, I didn't I didn't call he was in on it at all because I forgot he was in the right. film. Yeah, I, I didn't think they were going to come back to him at all, though. <laughs> yeah, because when he came back, I go, oh, he's the killer? Shit, I never predicted that. I forgot you were here. <laughs> I'm like, you got me with that one. But yeah, Richard Roundtree, which is like an FBI agent at the beginning. Like, I thought that was clever. How he handed him the card. He's like, you see anything fucked up there? You know, do the right thing. Come back to me. And then when he does come back, and I think he notices they, him and Winston both went to the same college. Yeah, there's a picture the yeah. two of them together and he's like ah this guy's on the he's in on it too can't trust anybody that's clever though i like <laughs> yeah. it uh you know because before you even get into the place they send an fbi guy i also love his fucking proposal he's like listen come work for us 
we're doing a lot of good things in the government. I can give you $42,000 in a Buick. And I was like, <laughs> yes! <laughs> yeah, and he does. He gets a new car from Nerve and everything, too. Yeah. They, like, definitely... It's one of those... Uh, it, they don't focus on it so much, but it's totally like one of those movies where it's like the guy goes from nothing to have like everything. Like he's buying a house with the girlfriend now and he, yeah, he gets the keys to his new car and he's got access to all this tech and stuff like that. But like they don't really focus on like this sort of rags to riches story. They're just like right into the paranoia. Yeah, I, well, I thought it was going to maybe slide into... It would have been amazing if it had been like, yeah, and one day it's all going to be on your phone, so that's how we're going to track you. We don't even have to put cameras in your room or like tracking devices in your car or like hack into all these security cameras. We're going to fucking follow you with this. Synapse! But they never go into that. And I'm like, oh, come on. They were almost they, there. Uh, they really were almost but there. But they spent so much time of Ryan Phillippe's character like trying to figure out the mystery like cut yeah. that shit out the mystery was easy he could have just been like working one day and then found these fucked up files and been like what yeah and then the movie could have been an hour and a half and it probably would have been a little better <laughs> yeah I, I i did like how tim robbins character was just so in love with his like development and what was up with the chips they never do anything with the potato chips but every time they show him they kept showing him eating chips at the beginning when he meets, you know, uh, Hoffman, Milo. And then, like, when he's showing off all of his development code, he's eating Pringles. And then he's eating Lay's. And I go... And then product placement, like, no other. There's Pepsi. I'm like, okay, so the chips are going to be, like, he'll smash them in his face or something and get away. Like, every fucking scene they showed him was chips, and then it just stopped. I think, I think what it is was the way of saying that, like, he's, he's in bed with everything. Like he's 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 in with Pepsi, he's in with Lay's, he's in with Pring- like he is in a company that is like in with all these other major companies. I think I think that's what I, yeah, it was trying to do. I don't know because then later when they do the scene, what they talk about like ABC Disney and stuff like that. Like I feel like that's what it was supposed to allude to. Yeah, I just I know it could have been something that you know like Tim Robbins just added to the character. He'd been like, oh, it'd be funny if he's just like a normal guy and he eats chips when he's nervous or thinking yeah, or something. Could, yeah, and that could be that too, like a Tim Robbins choice. I just like, but they really focused on eating the chips in three scenes, and then it was just like, uh they never really do anything with it. I do sure. like when he first gets in on his first day. He's like, okay, this is the CD of uh you know him showing off the new synapse that needs to be launched in 42 days which by the way this movie kind of had a a counting clock but they it does come back at the end like when they're launching you know like sending everyone out the truth Uh, Mm -hmm. but like i forgot to focus on like the days of it like ticking down yeah this just didn't care it doesn't well it also doesn't like use that to its advantage there's no ticking clock here there's no like you know, you're never cutting the Ryan Phillippe going like, we have like two days. We yeah. have to like get this out now. Like there's no pressure on them. Like they kind of just find all the footage and all the, the mm. stuff that's going to expose them. And they're like, all right, well, let's just go to the satellite and then have this security guard help us. And we'll just broadcast it everywhere. I did and like, then they do. And then that's it. <laughs> I did like how it was Silicon Valley and I didn't see one Chinese except for the guy they kill yeah and i'm like uh it's silicon valley do you know (laughs) yeah (laughs) it's it's all white people just a lot of white people because it's 1999 2000 2001 i was like oh so all these developers are white Mm, that's inaccurate (laughs) i don't know there's not a lot really else 
to this movie that I can no, think of that, I like, that it, I like grabbed onto. It's, there's not. I mean, there was a B-plot where Ryan Philpy's character Milo has um, like a deathly allergic reaction to sesame seeds. Oh, yeah. They, they're using, they're keeping the information on what like, uh, what affects their people that work for them so they could use it against them if they ever need to kill them to steal their yeah. shit. Yeah, and then they showed that uh, Rachel Lee Cook's character was molested by her dad. And they, like, make it a big deal to be shown, but then it's just gone. Cause it's, uh, yeah, because, like, no, they do nothing with her. Yeah. She's like, just bad in the end, and then she disappears. There's just a lot of wasted minutes. Yeah. That, just, that middle is just a slog in this movie. The yeah. middle portion, like, the end when they're starting to get it together and they're going to put it, you know, on the satellite or whatever fine it's not super exciting but like you're building to a climax the middle man that is where this movie really drags you know what i was hoping they do at the end here when um you know when gary winston gets caught and everything i was hoping because they started to set it up at the end where he was just like i was uh you know renegade employees were doing all this and yada yada you know what i was hoping and they showed a bunch of news clips and everything where he gets away with it and then goes on to still rule but, like, maybe then gets sued and loses a lot of money and they kick him out of his, uh, you know, like he's no longer the CEO or the president or whatever. I was hoping it would go in that direction, kind of like the O.J. Simpson. Sure, you got away with it, but, like, later on you become, you like, it's set. You, you do something else stupid, you get caught in the yeah. jail for both things, kind of. <laughs> of something, because it would be more realistic. Like, they get away with the huge murder because they plant it on someone else. But then they kind of just, like, slowly dwindle. I said out loud when it was over and he was giving that speech or whatever. He's like, I'll get away with it. But I was like, if this was today, absolutely this guy would get away with it. Well, people think Because get... people get away with this. But like, I feel like in the yeah, pre-9-11 era, we wanted to still think that the bad guys would go down. So like, of course, he gets yeah. down at the end. But like, Which is still nowadays, bullshit. Nowadays, that guy would get away. <laughs> it's still bullshit. People with power got away with stuff forever. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm just saying in terms of the movies. No, like, no, yeah. You're right. Cinema. Pre-9-11, of course, that guy went down if nowadays would, that guy would still be fucking if it had came out in 2004 it would have ended in like a fucking doomsday scenario like yeah, it would have launched the world no no <laughs> one would have believed him everyone would have said that as a joke it was edited by the way the whole like evidence of how it being evident uh, like edited together and i'm like when did you have time to do that yeah and also like not very condemning like yeah it's audio clips of him but it's like you could have made that like you're yeah there's no video but it the only video sh- is the beating of the guy that's it, it. It never shows Gary Winston doing a damn thing illegal. Right. right. It's just him saying like, by any means necessary. And it's like, yeah, that's not, that's not him saying that's by not any evidence. means necessary is not evident. <laughs> it's stupid. I wish he would have got away with it. I think, I think if this movie were made today, yeah. he would have. No, I just like, it would have been more realistic. Yeah. In a movie that was actually really, there's certain scenes where I'm like, well, that's not how that works. Like at the beginning when they're like showing this, like developers that were like rewriting like masterful code, it was HTML. Mm-hmm. And if you know anything, HTML is not complicated. Back in 2000, we were still yeah. learning computers. <laughs> like when they finally got, like I started to see some C plus and I was like, okay, all right. Someone knew something in 2001, but I don't, I don't know, whatever. It's uh, a lot of dead technology in this, a lot of CDs, CD ROMs. Yeah. 
uh, flash or not flash drives, uh, uh, floppy disks. Like it's very outdated shit in this. I got news for you. The movie's dead. <laughs> it was just dead on arrival. It was. I, I did. So when I did some like research on the movie, I did very light research. Cause like, honestly, by the time the movie was over, I like just didn't care. I was like, all right, I finished nope. it, whatever. Uh, but I was like, I'll look at, and it is, it has gained a little bit of a following, in the last couple of years, probably nostalgia. Yeah. Uh, people who grew up watching it or whatever, uh, which was not me. So like, I have no uh, feelings like that towards this, but like there, there have been some articles and stuff being like, Oh, they were, especially at the end of the movie, they were kind of on the pulse of things and like the connected devices and the yeah. ownership of they the, were. you know, they nerve has taken everything. They're like, those were kind of interesting things that this movie explored. Um, which I agree with. There were interesting things the movie explored, but didn't really do much with. But there is kind of a nostalgia fondness well, for this movie now. I don't think they explored it. They touched on it. Like, there's right. that's not the right word to describe. Exploring yeah. it would be going down the I rabbit I wish hole. they explored it. Yes. They instead just mentioned it. <laughs> yeah, so, I don't know. This is snooze fest to me. I wouldn't recommend this. But I just don't think this brings anything fun other than what we just said. Yeah. But it's not a lie. They just touched on it. Because yeah. most of this movie is just like, oh, get just end. Yeah, it's like we know we know he's going to learn that these guys are bad. We know these guys are bad. Just get us there. We don't yeah. need to watch him be paranoid for an hour and like not really figure anything out until the second half. Like we don't need all that. We know that he's going to figure it out. We know these guys are bad, and then I want to see him form a plan to take them down. Like I want to spend time on that, not what we spent time on. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. 100%. Let's get into the museum. This is the second time I've had to reclaim my property from you. That belongs in a museum. So do you. This is the part of the show where we go out like Indy into the film jungle and bring something back to our museum, good or bad. Uh, I guess I'll go first. Um, I don't know what to say about this. You know what? Tim Robbins, you did a good job. Yeah, he's good in it. I agree. He's fun to watch in this. I like yeah. him as this. I would love to see him do like a straight up Steve Jobs character at some point. Mm-hmm. I think that'd be really fun to watch. Yeah, he's fun. Uh, I'm I'm gonna put in a, a lump of coal and uh, this time, and I think it it just comes down to the runtime. When you're making a movie like this, it should move, and it this movie moves for a while at the beginning, stops for like an hour, and then moves a little bit at the end. Like, that's not how... The, the structure of this movie, I don't know if I'm putting the runtime as, like, a lump of coal or the pace. I don't know which of the two is really the, the problem here. But uh, both, I guess. But, like, yeah, your your second act should move a little bit faster than this movie's second act did. Yeah. It was oh, a slump. Definitely. definitely. And I always love it when they tried really hard to make, like, typing dramatic. Yeah, it, like, watching people code is not interesting to me. Watching people, like, yeah, type and li- or, like, listen to audio. Fi- you know, it's not... You're watching a lot of uh, passive things in this movie. And I'm I'm watching a movie, so I need some more active things. <laughs> yeah, none of the, like, main characters, good guys... Or not even good guys, but, like, the main circle characters, none of them die. No, we have one death in the in the sort of sphere of the characters yeah. in the movie with the, the Asian best friend guy. Yeah, That's and- it. And he was barely in the film. And he's barely in it, so we didn't have much investment in him. Yeah, this is a shame, uh, really, honestly, overall. Like, I think this is just a big shame because 
I am very forgiving of this period of movies because these are the movies that were like during mm-hmm. my coming of age in, in falling in love with movies again and stuff like that. Like, uh, I forgive a lot from this time period. A lot. And like this one, I was just like, I can't, there's nothing for me here. <laughs> yeah, it's not good. I don't recommend it. I'd say just move on. Skip it. Skip antitrust. Even if you see it for 25 cents, just leave it there. Yep. All right, we're totally on agreement. So uh, we'll come back next week with our best of 2019. I know you guys have been anxiously awaiting our useless opinion on 2019, but we will give it to you. I know uh, those are popular episodes. We're never wrong. We're going to be right about everything, I promise. YouTube definitely lets me know that we're always right. That's right. (laughs) (laughs) Fuck you guys and all your dumb negative opinions. But I love you people that give something positive. Yes, Positivity. Put more of it in the world. (laughs) Stop asking us to put up the movies, you dicks. (laughs) And I'll end on that. Remember to be kind. And rewind.